0: First Timothy, chapter six, the sixth chapter of First Timothy. You believe in God with me tonight, aren't you? Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Let's get into agreement then about utterance. Father, in the name of Jesus, we look to the greater one who lives on the inside the one who gives utterance, the one who speaks, hallelujah, to the people of God. We set ourselves in agreement. We ask, Lord, for, for things that are way out beyond the intellect of man to communicate, but things that come by your Spirit. And we give you praise, Father, that the word of the Lord has free course in this place tonight. And we glorify you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yes, 1 Timothy 6.12 says, Fight. What kind of a fight? Good. This is not a gunfight. <laughs> this is not a knife fight. No. Amen. Yeah. This is not a flesh fight. This is... The good fight of faith. Our good God enables us to fight the good fight of faith. And it is not done according to the weapons of the flesh, but it is always done in the realm or in the arena of faith. Amen fight the good fight of faith and and he goes on to tell us to lay hold on eternal life so a portion of what this good fight of faith is all about it gives us insight right in those few words there he tells us to grab hold or to lay hold of eternal life now why would we need to grab hold or to lay hold of the precious promises or of eternal life. Because quite simply, something is trying to pull it away from you. And this fight that we are in is not a fight trying to obtain the victory. This is a fight to simply hold fast to what we already have. The book of Revelation says, hold fast that that thou hast. Or, in other words, hold fast to what you have. And you look in the Word of God, you see you've got a a whole lot. So, he tells us to lay hold of the promise, lay hold of eternal life. Don't turn it loose. Don't let it go. Fight the good fight of faith. Holding fast to the confession of your faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession or our confession. So that is part of fighting the good fight of faith. Why? Because if we are not sober and if we are not watchful, we'll let certain things slip. We can let our prayer life slip. We can let our our word time slip. We can allow ourselves to go into a comfort zone. Now, we should be comforted by the Holy Spirit. But when I talk about the comfort zone, really what I'm talking about is the lazy zone. (laughs) The Bible warns us about not being sluggish, but followers of them who through faith and endurance inherited the promises. So no matter how tough it might be, the word for us tonight is hold fast. fast. Don't let it go because there is a reward and there's a prize for those who overcome. And I'm looking at a group of overcomers tonight. Amen. Now, many times in life. We face challenges. And we face some things in life that we don't always know why. Has anyone ever been there? A a big question that many have in their minds is, well, why is this? And and why is that? And I, I just don't understand. And if we're not careful, we we'll even get over into the land of, well, you know, I just feel like God let me down. I feel like God let me down. God will never let you down. He never has failed you, never will fail you. He will always keep his word and he will uphold you by the word of his power. So I want to encourage you, don't allow yourself to go into that land of doubt keep check on yourself because it's a very real temptation that many people face is, I don't understand why. I don't know where God is in all of this. Never doubt the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Amen. Say that with me. I'm never going to doubt, I'm never doubt. The, goodness the goodness and the faithfulness Amen. Of my God. See the real issue. Is this. The real issue. Is what we do. When we don't know why. Anybody ever been there? The real issue. Is what are we going to do. When we don't know why. If I have to know. Why? before I trust him, I really never did. I want to tell you tonight what will get you through some of the roughest places in life. There's going to be some things in life you're never going to have all the answers for. You're never going to know everything, not in this life. Oh, but there's coming a day where we'll know all. Amen? Amen. He's not going to show you. He's not going to tell you everything. But you don't have to know everything to fight this fight. I'm going to say that one more time. You don't have to know everything to fight the good fight of faith. It's a faith fight. It's not having all the answers fight. It's not a knowledge fight. It's not an intellect fight. It is the good fight of faith. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Here's what will get you through the rough spots. That through the confusion and through the tears, you just cast that all away and you keep your eyes open. On Jesus Christ, and you say, Lord, I don't understand, but I trust you, and my confidence is in you. And I know this that my Redeemer liveth, and I know this that I'm going to make it to the other side. And I know in whom I have believed, and I am fully persuaded that He's going to keep that which I have committed to Him against that day. Amen. So, what do we commit to Him? We commit to Him our trust, and that pleases God so fight the good fight of faith Lay hold on eternal life to which you are also called and have confessed what kind of confession the good confession in the presence of many witnesses so a good God told us to fight the good fight of faith and he told us we're going to fight the good fight of faith by keeping a good confession Amen. A good confession is a confession that lines up with the Word of God. A good confession that is held fast to is a confession that you keep in your spirit. So, how then do I, how do we fight the good fight of faith? Say it with me one way, not the only way, that I fight the good fight of faith. I fight it with a good example. Now, if we're going to learn how to do this and be proficient at it, we've got to look at Jesus. He is the champion who fought the good fight of faith and won every time. And so he's well worthy to look at and to see how he did it. And if he did it, and he's our example... We can do it in him and through him. Amen. Yes. Now, in Ephesians six, you don't need to turn there. It says he says to take the helmet of salvation or of the saved and the what the, the sword of the spirit, which is the what the word of God. it's the word of God. It is the rhema of God. Amen. It is a word that is spoken As a result of what you have taken time to feed upon, to meditate upon, to ponder, and to mutter, and to think about. It is the Rama of God coming out of your heart, formed with words, and it is a sword of the Spirit. It is part of the armor of God of God. So we're taking the helmet of the saved. Say it with me, I'm saved. I'm saved. But then we're also taking thank you, Lord, the helmet of the saved. Saved people need to think right. Saved people need to mandaya, need to gird up the loins of their mind. Save people, fill their hearts and minds, hallelujah, with God thoughts. Hallelujah. And so take the helmet of salvation, think right, and then the sword of the Spirit, speak right, which is the rhema of God. Which is really creative power. Wow. Now, think about it just for a moment. In the beginning, words were not really, in their initial form, designed to communicate, like we communicate with one another. Words were designed to create. Words have creative what? Power. Power. You are created in the image and likeness of God. You are a speaking spirit. Just as God spoke and formed the worlds through the words of his mouth, we speak and form the kind of world we desire to live in through faith-filled words. Amen. Amen well, I don't like how things are going. Well, make it better. How am I going to make it better? You're going to make it better by believing in your heart and saying with your mouth what God already said. And sooner or later, that which is bad in your world has got to line up and turn around. Amen. Whew. So words create in the beginning. Now, they also did communicate, but they communicated to Light B something had to be said amen Amen. and so the sword of the spirit which is the word of God now I've learned in my life that I can speak God's word out of rote out of ritual I can speak God's word out of uh, my head but not really coming out of my heart have you ever experienced that before so the key then is to get this word in abundance in your heart, so that when you open your ma- mouth, the mouth will leak. It'll leak life. Amen. It'll speak abundance. Now, so Jesus is our example. Look at Revelation one, and notice with me in verse sixteen. Revelation one, verse sixteen. Hallelujah. Faith-filled words pack a mighty punch. <laughs> they pack a mighty punch. And now uh, Revelation 1:16 now this is speaking of Jesus. Let's read it together. Ready, read. He had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth out of his mouth went what? And his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. So out of his mouth went a sharp, two-edged sword. Now look at Revelation 2, and I believe it's verse 17. I might be wrong about that. I've got to look it up. Look at Revelation 2. I'll find it here in a minute Revelation 2 verse 12 yeah praise the Lord Revelation 2 verse 12 let's read the second part of this verse These things says he who has the sharp two-edged sword. Stand by. I think there's something else here we want to see. Thank you, Lord. Revelation 2. Perhaps... 16. That's it right there. Thank you. Repent or else I will come unto thee quickly. Now here is insight how he fights. Okay. <laughs> Amen. There's what we're looking for. Repent or else I will come unto thee quickly and will fight against thee with my fists. No. <laughs> I'm going to run my white horse right into you. <laughs> no. you didn't say that. No, He says, repent or else I will come unto thee quickly. And I will fight against thee with what? The sword of my mouth. With the sword of my mouth. Evidently, because he had a sharp two-edged sword coming out of his mouth and he was going to fight against them with the sword of his mouth, Jesus is identifying for us where the main weapon of our warfare is. It is with the sword of the Spirit. How is it that you and I can stay sane in an an insane world? How can we stay stable in an unstable society? How can we stay well in a sick world? How can we cast down imaginations? There's only one way. Mm -hmm. By fighting this good fight of faith with the sword of the Spirit and with the words of your mouth and always triumphing in Him. The mere fact that the Word of God says whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world tells you and I that there are going to be some things to overcome. Has anybody had to face some things they had to overcome this week? How you doing? How you doing? The proper response is this. I am a world overcomer. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Let's try that one more time. <laughs> say this with me: I, I am a world. I am a devil. I am a disease. I am a disease. Overcomer. overcomer. I didn't say you were a devil. I said you're a devil overcomer. <laughs> Glory to God. World overcomers. You, what do world overcomers do? Well, they overcome the world. Well, what does the world do? The world does what the world does. But believers do what believers do. The world is at a disadvantage when it comes to the believer's authority. You and I have the advantage of the believer, born again, speaking spirits, sword of the Spirit, and authorized in his name. Amen. That's you. And that's me. Now, it's awesome to be able to shout about it in church, but what are we doing in our bedroom? Yeah, yeah. What are we doing on the way to work? What are we doing when we get a surprise bill? Yeah. Nothing takes God by surprise. Yeah. Look at your neighbor and say, nothing, nothing takes, my takes my God by surprise. By surprise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, it's wonderful for us to be able to fight together, right? I mean, this clan here, we know how to fight. Amen. We've had some fights over the last 33 years now. Amen. I look at our staff, and I look at Terry and Brother George. We've had some fights now. Not with one another. But we've had some fights, haven't we? But thank God, by the grace of God, we've overcome. Hallelujah! And what would cause us to think that another test that comes our way and another challenge that comes our way could overcome us. Well, folks, we've come through too many tests and trials. We've come through too much to look back and to doubt and complain. We're on the victory side. Hallelujah. Now, of course, religion doesn't like this kind of preaching. But I'm not a religious person. Hallelujah. That's how we fight. There is some overcoming to be done. Is that right? How did he overcome? How did he overcome? I love this. He did it with father-pleasing, world-overcoming faith. Say that with me. My Savior, My savior. Overcame, overcame with Father-pleasing, with father-pleasing. world-overcoming, world-overcoming. Faith. faith. Now look back at First Timothy 6.12. I'm just here to stir you up a little bit tonight. Here's another big aspect of this. We'll, we'll repeat it again in verse 12 of the Amplify it says: "Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of the eternal life to which you were summoned. So we've been called, Amen. If you've ever been summoned to courts, yeah. to court, it's not a very wonderful thing, is it? But we've been summoned to life. Yes. Called out of darkness yeah. into His marvelous light. Lord. For now, notice this: for which you confessed. What kind of confession?" The good confession of faith. Now, before many witnesses. Now, notice verse 13. Let's look at verse 13 here. Let's read it together. In the presence of God, who preserves alive all living things and of Christ Jesus... Who in his testimony, stop right there. We could say it this way. Who in his confession, confession, what he said, Jesus said something before who? He said something before Pontius Pilate and he made what kind of confession? Yeah, <laughs> yeah hallelujah. What kind of confession did the master make? Yeah. He didn't make a wimped out confession back down, anemic Jesus' confession. He didn't bow before Pilate and worshipped him. He stood up. And he stood straight up. And notice verse 13 in the message translation. And I think we ought to shout over this one. Message translation says, He said, I am charging you. What's a charge? I'm charging you. See, some of you have been su- summoned and charged. We're not talking about that. We're talking about charges from the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. Let's read it together. Ready? Come on, guys. Ready? Read. I'm charging you before the life-giving God and before Christ, who took his stand before Pontius Pilate what did he do he backed down he was intimidated by the authority no he took his stand having done all to stand stand therefore so he's our example he had a good confession before Pontius Pilate He didn't give an inch. Now, how does that translate to us? Neither give place to the devil. The word place there is topos or topos. We get our English word topographical from it. Topographical map, if you will. Shows different regions and different places. And so when it says don't give the devil any topos don't give him one inch on the region of your life don't give him one inch in the region of your mind don't give it to him be like jesus stand up before pontius pilate and folks there's been times where i've had to stand where my knees were knocking i'll be honest with you there's been times where i've had to stand and my palms were sweating and i felt fear but we don't live by what we feel we live by faith Amen. and people that overcome will stand in spite of sweaty palms knees knocking and fear on the outside fear on the outside can never overcome the faith and the god That lives on the inside. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may feel fear, but we don't walk by what we feel. We walk by what we believe. Amen. Praise God. And so, hey, it's okay. It's all right. You know God didn't give you a spirit of fear. You know that fear is only coming to you from the outside. Mm-hmm. For every fear filled thought, there is a faith filled truth. That's good. And that lives on the inside <laughs> yes, of you. That's good. And you'll find that the more tests you pass, the less fear you'll have to deal with. But you can deal with it. And you can overcome it. And don't be intimidated. Mm-hmm just because you feel it. Look at your neighbor and say, I refuse to be intimidated by a spirit of fear. Let's say it real strong. For God has not given me a spirit of fear. Fear is on the outside, but the greater one is on the inside. And the greater one brings comfort to me In the midst of a test test. and causes my soul and my my whole being being. to be at rest. rest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Declare it. God's not giving me a spirit of fear. fear. Power and love and a sound mind. So Jesus then, he didn't give an inch. And what this is describing to you and I, it's describing the good fight. The good fight. Turn with me quickly to John 18. We're not going to speak all night here, but look at John 18, beginning in verse 33. And let's, let's notice this tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Settle it. Settle it. Settle it ahead of time. Settle it beforehand. That you're not going to give the enemy an inch. Establish it in your heart before the test comes. That you will not yield to the pressure. Amen. In verse 33, then Pilate entered the praetorium again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered him, are you speaking for yourself about this or did others tell you of this concerning me? Do you sense any fear at all about the master? No. You're not scared at all. No. Is he, Ronnie? No, he ain't. Verse 35. And Pilate answered, am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered. He's given him the word. Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. You know, we can say the same thing. We're kings and priests unto God. Our citizenship is in heaven. We're living in this world, but we're not of this world. Amen? So notice verse 37. So Pilate's tracking this down. Verse 37. Pilate therefore said to him, are, are you a king then? Are you a king then? In verse 37. And here's exactly uh, where those that are prone to compromise will back off. But Jesus said, you're saying rightly I'm a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I've come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. How many of you can hear the confidence in the Master? I mean the boldness and the absolute refusal to back down. Go quickly to John 19, verse 10. John 19, verse 10. Pilate said to him, Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Yeah. I mean, Pilate was trying to be bad. He says, Are you talking to me? You're not speaking to me. Usually I use the King James Version, but that's okay. Do you not know that I have power to crucify you and the power to release you? Ooh. Ooh. But Jesus answered and said, You could have no power at all against me unless it had been given to you from above. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you has the greater sin. So we're looking here at an unswerving faith. Do you see this? So, something I saw a little bit earlier today, and it has to do with being being prepared ahead of time. Being prepared... To, ahead of time. If you wait to make quality decisions before the Lord about your walk with Him, if you wait until the real, real test is on to do anything about stewarding your spirit and praying and keeping the Word of God strong in your heart, it's not a good idea. I saw this earlier today. Pilate's up there saying, hey, don't you know, dude? Well, don't you know that I have the power to crucify you? Don't you know that? Listen very carefully. He wasn't afraid of being crucified because he had already... Let me say it this way. He wasn't afraid of his flesh being crucified because he had already crucified his flesh in the garden of Gethsemane. He had already done it. He had already prepared himself for it. And it was not easy in the garden. But he did exactly (laughs) what he should have done after the bleeding and sweating of blood and bended knee. Here's where he crucified his flesh. He said, Father, not my will, but your will be done. So it wasn't the power of man to take his life. Jesus could have called ten legions of angels. And they could have swept down and saved him and delivered him. So... Most Christians, and I I don't mean to be ugly about it, and I don't mean to be nasty about it, but I've been preaching this for almost 40 years. Most Christians are wonderful people, but when it comes to being prepared ahead of time for things, most of them are not. Not only in their walk of faith, but also in other areas like, you know, having a living trust for their loved ones, and different things like that. Most Christians just aren't prepared. But I say to you, be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Be ready. Amen. Dad Hagen said it like this. He said, you know, the crisis of life come to all of us. And if you haven't faced any crisis yet, you ain't gone very fur yet, he'd say it like that. Very <laughs> fur but many of you have, and you know what I'm talking about. So here is a key then to being ready when you face the Pontius Pilots of life. Let Pontius Pilate be a circumstance. Let it be a, a, a bill you can't pay, or let it be a, a, a bad report, maybe even a cancer. Do you see this? When the enemy comes and tries to tell you that you are a victim... You're helpless in your situations. And you can do nothing. That's when something and someone needs to rise up on the inside of us. Amen. And as the master looked pilot square in the face, we look those things square in the face. Yeah. And we tell them, you have no power over me no power. at all. I'm fighting the good fight of faith. I'm fighting sickness, depression, and lack with the Word of God. Tell poverty. Let's all stand to our feet. Come on. Say it with me. Poverty. Poverty. You have no power over me at all. You have no power over me. Depression. Depression. You have no power over me. no me. No No power at all. God's word. God's word. Is on the scene. And bringing change. Now go like this with your arms. And just do this. I lay hold of. I wrap my arms. Around eternal life. I wrap my arms. Around the word of God. And I say. This is mine. Devil you can't have it. I am holding fast. Well, did you get anything out of tonight's message? Glory to God. Amen. God will never let you down. Never ever is he going to let you down. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a happy camper tonight. Let's make a few more confessions real quick. What do you say? I have have the right right to come boldly boldly to the throne of grace, to to obtain mercy mercy. and find grace grace. in time of need. need. I I have the mind of Christ. Glory to God.